0: Welcome to this podcast in which we will discuss important uh, recent developments in EU merger control. My name is Koen Plateau. I have with me my colleague Mathieu van Cai, and we are both EU competition lawyers based in the Brussels office of Simmons & Simmons.
1: Thank you, and indeed, uh, welcome to all our listeners. Uh, a lot of things are happening uh, in the space of EU merger control. This, of course, preoccupies us as competition lawyers, but, but this will of course also, perhaps even more so, uh, be relevant for anyone working on MA deals. The main development we'll discuss today relates to the perceived uh, enforcement gap uh, relating to what is often referred to as a so-called killer acquisition. So these are high value acquisitions of targets, uh, often uh, startups which have or, or actually are developing uh, breakthrough products or technologies. Uh, You often see such acquisitions in the tech or pharma sectors uh, and and what the Commission has done to address this problem is uh, announce a change in its referral practice uh, for that purpose. There are however also other relevant uh, developments. Uh, The two other topics we will discuss briefly in this podcast are the creation of an additional uh, merge control notification regime uh, to capture distorted foreign subsidies and the second one is the envisaged simplification of the EU merger notification process.
0: All right so let's start with the first uh, topic. Um, Now in order to capture this uh, category of of killer acquisitions, um, the EU could have opted for a change in its notification thresholds, for instance, by introducing a transaction value threshold. And that is exactly what, uh, for instance, Germany and uh, Austria have done. Instead, at least for now, what the Commission has opted for is to expand a particular type of referral that the EU merger regulation provides for. And this is a significant uh, change in in policy, and it has already caused a lot of noise. It has been applied for the first time in the Illumina Grail uh, transaction, uh, a deal between two U.S. companies not notifiable at all. Uh, anywhere in the EU, Um, and uh, it is something that the Commission is now reviewing, uh, a position that is contested and is now under review by the uh, EU General Court in Luxembourg.
1: Perhaps uh, b- before we continue, I suggest to give some background to the listeners that are uh, less familiar with EU merge control. So you referred to the concept of referral. Uh, well, uh, for the avoidance of doubt, the existing uh, EU merge regulation already has several referral mechanisms in place uh, that allow to refer a case from the Commission to a national competition authority or the other way around. Uh, such referrals may take place at the request of the parties or at the request of the competition authorities concerned. And uh, one of these existing referral mechanisms. Uh, concerns the possibility for a member state to refer a case to to the commission under the so-called, what is called the the Dutch Clause, uh, and that is Article 22 of the EU merger Regulation. Now, until recently the practice that was not in the law, but the practice was that member states could only refer cases for which they had jurisdiction under their own national laws. Now, with the recent expansion, what we're discussing today of of the Commission's referral policy is that the Commission will now also accept referrals from a state that do not have uh, such jurisdiction.
0: Exactly. And that is quite a significant change. And the Commission has also made it clear that it may apply also to deals that already have been closed. And that implies that parties to a transaction to a transaction will no longer have any legal certainty uh, when they do not meet uh, the EU or national thresholds. So, and that means that on top of checking these thresholds, and uh, they will also have to assess whether there is a risk that their transaction may be perceived as causing potential competition issues in the EU member states uh, where the thresholds are not
1: met. Correct, and and this will. Be- typically be relevant in the case of concentrations uh, that have a game-changing potential within the EU. Uh, For instance, uh, think of when technologies are involved or where a target company has a high-value pipeline of innovative products which are uh, close to being brought to the market. Uh, In that sense, the sectors that obviously come first to mind and and the Commission has them also in mind are the pharmaceutical and uh, digital sectors.
0: Well, and speaking of the latter, the digital sector, it's perhaps useful to refer in this context to a parallel movement that addresses this same concern of, uh, of killer acquisitions. Um, there is the proposed Digital Markets Act, uh, another major piece of legislation that is now being discussed, um, and that introduces a category of... Um, Gatekeepers so a new regulation uh, regulatory regime that will apply to these um, type of companies and one of the proposals of the commission is to make it mandatory for gatekeepers to inform the commission of any acquisition they make, eh, which involves another uh, provider of digital services, and that's whatever the size of the target. And that, of course, will allow the Commission, uh, once this regulation is adopted, to better monitor transactions in the digital sector and make it easier for the Commission to identify transactions that it may want to call in for, uh, for review.
1: So, um, to conclude on this topic, um, the expanded referral practice is, is definitely uh, an important development. I, for one, am quite curious to see what, what the EU courts will have to say about it, uh, as you said in the Illumina case. Uh, luckily for us, this case is handled under the court's expedited procedure, so we will probably, uh, hopefully, not have to wait uh, too long uh, to know the court's view on this.
0: Good, so let us me now turn to the second topic uh, the recently proposed regulation to combat distortive foreign subsidies this regulation uh, well provides for uh, a lot of uh, new regulation but one of them is to introduce a new merger control notification obligation when two thresholds are met huh? one is that the parties have received uh, at least 50 million euro foreign financial contributions, so contributions paid by a non-EU government, uh, irrespective of whether these are subsidies or not. And then the other threshold is that one of the parties has to uh, have a turnover of at least 500 million uh, euro in the EU. It is a new notification requirement. Um, It will apply across all sectors. so this is not only pharma or tech and will be uh, will fall under the exclusive jurisdiction of the European Commission.
1: So, again, to give some background to this proposal, so where it comes from uh, is the perceived lack of a level playing field uh, within the EU, uh, whereby EU companies uh, are seen to be competing on, on allegedly uh, unequal or unfair terms in comparison to companies that are owned and or heavily subsidized by non-EU countries. Uh, note in this respect that the proposed regulation uh, will apply to any entity subsidy, subsidized by a third country. Uh, so. Not not necessarily only entities that operate in, in state control uh, economies. Uh, the regulation has just been proposed, uh, so it will take a while before it is approved and, and adopted, and, and some aspects of the proposal may not even survive. Nevertheless, what is clear, uh, I think, is that entities that benefit from substantial amounts of of subsidies uh, granted by non-EU countries will need to carefully follow this development, uh, especially since uh, the proposal contains some provisions that are worded uh, quite broadly and arguably even too broadly. So to
0: conclude, more red tape uh, on many fronts, uh, but Perhaps also there is a happier note, and that is that the Commission is considering to simplify uh, the EU merger control notification process, at least and for some type of transactions. By way of background, uh, when you have um, a notifiable transaction, the parties have to submit quite detailed information to the Commission, and that can be quite a burden for uh, the parties to a transaction. Uh, years ago, the Commission introduced a simplified notification procedure for certain types of categories, but that situation and or that regime uh, is not always uh, satisfactory.
1: So, what the Commission has done to 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 make it more satisfactory is to uh, announce its intention to further simplify uh, the the procedure, and in that context, it, it's it's considering two uh, methods. Uh, One uh, is to expand the category of transactions uh, that can be notified through the simplified procedure through the short form CO, And the other one uh, is to further simplify uh, the simplified uh, procedure. Uh, In my view, and I think many will agree, is that it's a welcome development, as we see many transactions that are obviously not problematic still require a a relatively burdensome uh, merge control uh, procedure. And experience shows that that even under the simplified procedure, uh, the pre-notification phase, for instance, can take quite a while. This is clearly different than what we see in, in, in some uh, national competition authorities, uh, where cases with limited or, or, or no impact on, on competition, so the obvious ones, uh, tend to be handled quite swiftly and smoothly. So hopefully uh, at the EU level, the envisaged simplification will uh, fix that
0: all right that's it for now thank you for joining us on this podcast do keep a close eye on our website uh, where we provide regular updates on this subject and also on the related topic of foreign direct investment review thank you
1: thank you very much